When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Football Social Daily, the Premier League podcast. The penultimate game week of the Premier League season. We are now 36 games deep into this roller coaster campaign, and there may still be some loops and corkscrews to come. Manchester City could secure the title yet again, beat Chelsea, and it's theirs. If Arsenal lose to Forest, job done even earlier. But it's at the bottom where the real nerves are. Everton are running out of chances to secure their survival. They face already safe Wolves this weekend whilst West Ham, fresh from reaching a European final, hosts struggling Leeds United with Big Sam yet again back at another stomping ground. This is Football Social Daily and it's Friday Fast 3 where we'll pick apart the weekend's most tantalising Premier League fixtures. My name's Niall and we'll be doing it in the company of Joel Tudor and Marley Anderson. Happy Friday to you boys. I think it's a bit more of a happier Friday for Marley after uh, the Toons victory, whereas for me I think I'm going to be hiding away this weekend because... um, I mean, for obvious reasons, which we'll probably talk about a bit later. <laughs> I'm disappointed you didn't um, do my do my intro music, so I've got it myself. So let me just. Uh... <laughs> oh, you know, I I was going to do a Kevin Keegan moment. I would love it if they absolutely mess it up now <laughs> somehow. <laughs> somehow capitulate. Oh. <laughs> Go on, Joel. Now's your time. Now's your time. Get your headphones on. I will love it. Oh, I will love honestly. it if Newcastle bottle the Champions keep this, League. Keep this in the archives. We're going to bring this back <laughs> <out>. <laughs> Right, Marley, you can turn it off now because the job's not done yet. You face Leicester City on Monday night and a win at St. James's Park, which will be bouncing, by the way, under the lights, will secure Champions League football for Newcastle United for the first time in... 20 years, maybe more? 20 years, yeah. I think it was um, 2003-04 we last got into it, or or 2-3, one, one of the two. Um, back in the days when uh, you had to go through two group stages, uh, if you remember that. You know, you had to qualify from one and then go back and do it again with a, just a harder group, basically. So you'd get rid of someone like Dynamo Zagreb or someone. I think we ended up in a group with, I think it was Inter Milan, um, Leverkusen and somebody else, I, I can't remember, uh, way, way back. But yeah, we, um, you know, we 
we're thought times were going to be way off, to be fair. You know, could never have seen this coming when Steve Bruce went to um, Sheffield United um, in that COVID season and deployed two false tens, um, played um, 4 5 1, and we got beat 1 0 uh, to go 14 games without a win at the start of the season. So, yeah, brilliant. We were magnificent last night again. Brilliant performance, proper, you know, everything's on the line. Everyone knew what was there. Uh, Brighton as well. Um, they they crumbled. We 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 dominated the game start to finish, and you know, good value for our for our win. So another one that, uh, that sees my bank account just uh, ticking over until I piss it all the way on a trip to Bulgaria in September. <laughs> <laughs> well, talking of trips abroad, West Ham fans, no doubt, Joel will be planning their trips to wherever the final is. I think Prague, actually. So not a bad place to try and get to in Central Europe. I wonder whether Jim will be one of those people. But a 1-0 win last night means they're through to European final. We'll talk about their match this weekend against Leeds United shortly. But what a moment for those players to get to a European final. Yeah, I thought it was just that it's been obviously nearly 60 years since West Ham were in a European final of any kind like that. And just even though it's the third tier of European competition, I think it's just, I remember when the UEFA, um, FIFA first brought in the competition and everyone was thinking, do we really need a third tier European competition? But the fact that these teams, and that's no disrespect to say these teams like West Ham, but the fact that they could then get access into the Europa League through this, it almost, I mean, you look at Jose Mourinho's Roma, they won it last year, they got into the Europa League, now they might get into the Champions League. I mean, for West Ham, it could even be the same. But just to have that European final somewhere. I mean, Prague's a great city. I've been to the uh, Slavia Prague Stadium and it's an unreal stadium, really good atmosphere, great city as well to have a final. So regardless, silverware is silverware. I mean, you looked at Roma when they first won the um, inauguration of the competition last year. And I mean, the city of Rome was just absolutely alight. And it doesn't matter what tier it is. So for West Ham, it should be the exact same. This could be... You know, it's a pivotal moment in their history. Silverware is silverware at the end of the day. And if they can win that, I mean, what a way for the likes of, you know, Declan Rice to go out, for example, as a European winner. I know it's the third tier, but trophy's a trophy, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, thinking about it, it does give the likes of West Ham and even Leicester, who were in the Conference League semi-final last year against Roma, as you say. And teams like Brighton, maybe, and Brentford, clubs that you don't normally associate with European football getting a chance to compete on the European stage. Just a quick one before we move on to talk about the weekend's Premier League fixtures. Phil Jones is going to be leaving Manchester United, Joel, after 12 years, maybe more. The end of an era at Old Trafford. Yeah, it's... um, I mean, you can look at it from a football perspective and a human perspective. From a football perspective, United have been giving out contracts like the Golden Ticket Serial Box winner awards you know anyone can get one he should have left the club a long time ago I don't know what's going behind the scenes it seems to be a long term injury illness I don't know I don't want to kind of comment because that's the human side maybe he has been in really no bad no player s- wants to be injured for that long and no, of course he knows not. that that's affected him not just mentally in terms of what people have been saying about him but career wise because he's been out for so long, he's going to leave Manchester United and might find it mightily hard to find a new football club. Well, this is the this is the thing. It's almost giving him a guise to stay, which is that 
He's been under a huge contract at United. I'm sure he got off the opportunity to play for Bordeaux last summer, which I believe he rejected or something wasn't right for him. And like you say, now that he's not going to be under the protection of a Manchester United contract, who knows, it could be the end of his career. Because I don't think a lot of clubs will want to take a gamble on someone who's going to give them maximum five games, if that, a season. We don't know what the extent of his injuries are. We saw with Owen Hargreaves, who had a similar situation at United where he just couldn't stay fit. And then, you know, City took a punt on him, couldn't stay fit again. But it's a shame because when he first came in, he had a lot of promise. And under Alex Ferguson, that first season, he was a really, really good player, promising player. But... I mean, injuries can take the best of players. We even look at R9. Uh, the first Ronaldo, I mean, who knows what could have come of his career if his knees were in perfect shape. It happens, but... They say the same about me. Well, what, what, for rollerblading <laughs> or something? <laughs> if, it weren't, if it weren't for my knees, what could have happened to my career? <laughs> no, I'm joking. Yeah, I think for all of us, to be honest, we've all, uh, we've all had a tinkering with professional football until our knees gave in. Uh, Marley's still going with his dream. We, we've all been R9 once on the five-a-side pitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, Phil Jones is on his way out of Manchester United at the end of the season. They play Bournemouth this weekend. Not one of the games we're going to talk about on today's podcast because on a Friday, we do Friday Fast 3, which is where we pick three games from across the weekend and we have just five minutes to discuss them. Marley and Joel will have their say and once the timer is up, that is it. We move on to the next game. And the first one we're going to talk about involves the Premier League title because it's almost certainly finding its way back to the Etihad or should I say staying at the Etihad because Manchester City have made it a really good habit of winning the Premier League. In the last few seasons, I think it will be four out of the last five campaigns that they've walked away with the top prize in English football. That being said, they might even win the title earlier than on Sunday afternoon against Chelsea if Arsenal don't manage to beat Nottingham Forest beforehand, which is about 23-24 hours before the City-Chelsea game. It's pretty hard to see any other outcome on Sunday but a Manchester City win. Whether they've won the title the day before or whether they win it on the day against Chelsea, it's, it's happening, isn't it? There's, City are going to win and they're going to win the league. Yeah, pretty much. It's it's a case of uh, when, not if now. And for the last couple of months, it's been if, uh, you know, if Arsenal drop points, if Arsenal lose that game at the Etihad, you know, if Arsenal give up that eight-point lead, if Arsenal get injuries, and now it's just, you know, Arsenal have, have faltered. All of a sudden, their trip to Nottingham Forest doesn't look completely cut and dry. You know, Forest could get something in that game. And, and you know, if it's a draw... Um, City need to lose both games and there needs to be a 20-goal difference swing in Arsenal's favour if they're going to win the league. So basically, it's it's, a must-win game for Arsenal. You know, it's probably relevant anyway. We we all expect... I mean, no one in the world expects Chelsea to hold a candle to City at the weekend because Chelsea are absolutely horrendous and Man City are in complete fifth, sixth, seventh if they've got it gear you know they're just flying through um uh, the season as they do towards the end of the season they just pick up pick up pace pick up momentum results and and everything just clicks and and they're doing it again it's testament to to how Guardiola um manages the season you know he went through that period of bedding in the new formation he had a few blips here and there but now it looks uh, it looks ridiculous it looks as good as anything you've seen um and yes it, yeah it's just a procession now really do you think it's a little bit different joel to 
previous treble attempts that we've seen in the past. For instance, we spoke to Wes Brown on FSD and he mentions the 2008 run that Manchester United had where they won the Premier League and the Champions League. They were knocked out of the FA Cup by Portsmouth. But he looks back at that game and thinks what might have been. But at this stage, Manchester City, they're at the end of the season. Whereas the FA Cup quarterfinal was about three months ago. So it's not like they look back, ah, what if? They, 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 they're there. They've got everything in place. Yeah, but if we have anything to do with it, then I don't think it'll be two games. I think it'll just be that and that's it. But it's not a nice position to be in as a as a United fan um, because this has been the most credible opportunity that they've had because I know it's felt like for the last three or four seasons, there's always been talk of the quadruple every year and then somehow it just falls apart. Typically in the Champions League, it's always been... But this this time is very real prospects, as we saw against the in the Real Madrid game, where something changed, where they really looked ruthless compared to being a little toothless in the Champions League. And I think, honestly, I think early Haaland's just really changed the whole status quo for them in that competition. I can't I can't see any other any other way. Even the schedule. I mean, when you look at Manchester United's treble win, if you look at the schedule for that, there was a game every two or three days. The final was after the final was after the final. When you look now, they're going to have a good seven-day break after the FA Cup final if they are to win it. And then folks on the Champions League where all the players will be completely match fit is a different proposition and even the depth. I mean, you saw the likes of Phil Foden, Alvarez coming on against Real Madrid completely fresh. Is a different proposition. This is why I'm saying it's it's the most realistic chance now because that barrier, that psychological barrier, I don't know, whatever barrier they've had in the Champions League is completely gone now. And if Inter Milan are the barrier that somehow beat them, then they're never, ever going to win it. And Guardiola will probably have to ask a lot of questions of himself if they can't win it because it's literally there on a silver platter for them. However, let's not forget for Manchester United, I think I think the most difficult part for them to get the treble is the Manchester United game by an absolute mile. Because if you think for one minute that United are going to just lay down and die for a Manchester City side to potentially win the treble is absolutely preposterous. Regardless of how many injuries we have or the form we have, trust me, it'll be a different level. And you'll probably come back to this and we get absolutely battered. But I'm just saying, because I want to make myself feel a little bit better, it will be a difficult match for them. Like, make no mistake about it. You're right. I think the Manchester United players will be well aware. And if they aren't now, they will be made well aware by the time the final rolls around just what it will mean to Manchester United um, to stop Manchester City doing that and kind of preserve that legacy of being the only team in England to have won a treble uh, of that nature. Just finally, before we move on, Marley, Chelsea, nightmare season for them. They just want it to end, really, don't they, at this point? Yeah, I think if you uh, you offered Chelsea the chance to just, you know, when you're on FIFA and you just quit game. Like, <laughs> just, just start you, over. You're 3-0 yeah, down. <laughs> you just you pull the plug out. You know, your little brother's beating you on, on FIFA or whatever. You just pull the plug. Oh, sorry, mate, we had a power cut. Uh, it's, it's, it's one of them. They, they have nothing to play for. They don't have a manager to play for. They don't have the sort of teammates to play for because nobody knows. Marley, do you think more should have been said of their season? Because I see a lot of people killing Arsenal, rightfully so, I think, for their season. And yet Chelsea spent six hundred million in the what eleventh? Yeah, it's just I feel like people just laugh at Chelsea now. It's 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 beyond. Oh, like if for example, if they were fifth, sixth, everybody'd be going. Chelsea have spent all this money and it's and it's not got anywhere. But because they're so low, everyone's just like, 
lol. Like, laugh <laughs> at Chelsea. Era yeah. has begun at Stamford Bridge, yeah. firmly. Yeah, disaster of a season for them. And they'll be hoping that they can get back to some sort of form next season. They're currently 11th. Mad to think we're talking about Chelsea. Their main ambition for the final two games is to finish in the top half of the Premier League table. It is like 1994 all over again Save the Chelsea. Bridge. Um, yeah, absolutely. Save fact, the bridge. It's, it's pro- well, I was going to say it's, it's to have a positive goal difference, but they've got no chance because they're on minus five and they go to Man City this weekend. It's going to be at least minus eight. They're going to have to win nine nil on the last game. Southampton. So is it? Is it Southampton? No, I don't think oh, so. Imagine. <laughs> imagine. Imagine that would be poetic. Imagine <laughs> if it was. That'd be hilarious. No, it's. Uh, oh, I'd love that. Southampton to bow out of their Premier League's uh, tenure with a nine nil loss. I, well, <laughs> I should have known this, but it's Newcastle at home, so. They've got. They're not beating us nine nil. Maybe not nine, but maybe six. I take it as long as I'm playing that Champions League theme music on the first podcast of next season. I don't give a toss. <laughs> Depends how steaming half of Newcastle still is after securing Champions League a few days Very earlier. Um, we will talk about a couple of other Premier League games next on Football Social Daily, mainly at the bottom end of the table as Wolves play Everton and West Ham United, fresh off reaching a European final, play Leeds. We'll do that after this. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back. This is Football Social Daily and it's Friday Fast 3. We've already boxed off one of our games, which is Manchester City against Chelsea. A win for City and they win the title. But at the bottom of the Premier League table, relegation is still yet to be decided. We know Southampton are already down, but one of either Everton or Leicester or Leeds or Nottingham Forest look likely to join them in the championship next season. Everton are above the relegation zone at the moment and their final two games look quite good, actually. It's two chances left for them to gain points. This weekend, it's against Wolves, who are already safe. As I mentioned, Joel, Everton are out of the relegation zone, but... They're by no means safe. I mean, it is going to go right down to next week and the final game. Yeah, I mean, you can say they're favourable because they've got Wolves and then they've got Bournemouth and you would pretty much say that them two are home and dry. But 
I mean, even for Everton, it's just about scoring goals. They've got the second least, third least amount of goals scored in the Premier League this season, which, I mean, that, that just says everything you need to know. And in terms of their form, I mean, they had that amazing 5-1 victory against Brighton. And then obviously, granted, they play Manchester City, who are on a bit of a steam train run at the moment. But I think they've got two really favourable results, uh, two favourable fixtures, since those two are pretty much safe. And then when you look at the ones around them, you know, Leeds, for example, which are probably the biggest threat to them, who've got West Ham and Tottenham. They're just games where, you know, the other teams have not got a lot to play for anymore and you don't know how they're going to react or what teams they're going to put out. But for Everton, it, again, it's in their hands. It re- I think it really is in their hands, especially when you see that Leeds and Leicester are just look completely capitulating in terms of their form. Um, and I think for Nottingham Forest as well, just above them, I think they'll be safe. So for Everton, I think one more victory could potentially do it, you would say, um, especially with the fixtures that Leicester and Leeds have got. Yeah, we mentioned earlier Leicester going to Newcastle, but Wolves and Bournemouth, final two games at Everton. Don't like calling Premier League games dead rubbers because they certainly aren't for 50% of that tie. But for Wolves, they've already mentioned that now they're safe, Marley. They're going to start rotating players in their remaining games. Julen Lopetegui, for instance, gave Dan Bentley, the goalkeeper, a debut last week against Old uh, Manchester United at Old Trafford. And he was really impressive, even though Wolves lost the game. Could that maybe be of benefit to Everton? The fact that Wolves are already sort of safe and might start with tinkering with the team a bit? Yeah, I think so. Um, there's, you know, there's there's nothing on this game for Wolves. Wolves has done their, their hard bit. Um, and that was getting off the bottom of the table and, and getting away from this this free-for-all below them. And, you know, Wolves are three points off Chelsea in who we've just talked about. You know, there's... Um, there's a chance there for them to finish as high as as eleventh, I would say, because Chelsea are probably going to lose both both their games coming up, um, and then there's Palace in the middle of them as well. So you're looking at that and thinking they're as as the as the uh, cliche goes on the beach. Um, Leeds and Leicester will be absolutely fuming that it's worked out like this because Wolves are under no um, you know obligation to play their their strongest team and, and try their very hardest. Um, but they've got no one else other than themselves to blame Leeds and Leicester because you've got yourself into this position. You've you've slept for thirty six games and you're in eighteenth and nineteenth in the in the table. And now the fixture list has turned itself around. Um, and Everton are the ones with the the favourable games. A little bit of momentum as well. Everton having beaten uh, Brighton five one. Um, and yeah, it's uh, it's it's looking tough. I can't see Leeds or Leicester staying up in in my opinion because. I think Everton will get at least three points from those two games. Um, I can see Forest. I can see Forest getting something off off Arsenal this weekend for some reason. Um, but even if they don't, I can't see Leeds or Leicester winning. You know, gaining that four points on on Nottingham Forest or you know or Everton to to do that. So you think a draw might be enough for Everton this weekend? They'll they'll take a draw and run with it into the final game. Which is at home, by the way, Goodison Park on the last day of the season against Bournemouth. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, going to Wolves, yeah, that's, it's it looks like four points minimum to me. Um, I know I just said three, but you know, yeah, they could lose one of those games. Of course, they could, but you know, I I, I can see them just doing just enough and and getting there, getting enough on the board to to. Um, to get over the line and whether they deserve that or not, I'd you know, is it's another question. But you know that that atmosphere on the last day, they'll all 
you know, have the flares out and all the pyrotechnic places in uh, in Liverpool will be empty because everyone will have bought a flare and chucked it at the opposing team bus as it drives into Goodison Park. But yeah, it's um it's one of those where I think they've they've seen out the harder times now, and that win over Brighton looks like the one that uh, that's that's put them in poor position for this uh, this last two games. Everton 17th, one point above the relegation zone, one point above Leeds United. We'll talk about Leeds next, Joel, but do you think Everton will have enough to get over the line? You think so. And again, it's in their hands. They've got the one point advantage over Leicester and Leeds. I think Leeds are the ones that you really have to watch, to be honest, especially with with Allardyce. I know he can't do too much, but he looks a little bit more solid with them. But I don't know. I'm not Nostradamus, but I think Everton will do it. Oh, Everton will survive, says Joel Tudor. Only two games to go. And talking of Leeds, they're our next focus here on Friday Fast 3 on Football Social Daily. They're away at the London Stadium, away at West Ham, a ground which is going to be absolutely bouncing after they reach the Europa Conference League final by virtue of their win over AZ Alkmaar on Thursday. Fans are going to be in a, in a really good mood. Is that good or bad for Leeds United, who obviously are far more in need of the points than West Ham are? Uh, it's it's good for Leeds. I mean, it's a, kind of a strange um, situation where the um, the the ground is bouncing and happy, but not because of sort of where they are in the league. You know, the the sort of it's like a happy hangover of of the uh, of the Thursday night and beating um, beating AZ to get to the Europa. Conference League final and you've got Fiorentina coming up and you know they've got eyes on winning that and that that's West Ham season. We said Wolves were on the beach or West Ham, are, West Ham are still in Central Europe, um, you know, steaming from their uh, from the win over AZ last night. A lot of them are still stuck in in <laughs> Holland enjoying the festivities for a long weekend. So saw so Declan Rice say that they were asking Moyes for one more night. Were they? <laughs> Yeah, how not... far is it to Amsterdam from Alkmaar as well? It can't be that far. <laughs> can't be that no, far. It's only a small country, isn't it? So, yeah, it's um, yeah. yeah. If you live in Lower Stoft, you'll just be looking over the North Sea to see any West Ham fans swimming back from <laughs> <laughs> from the Netherlands to get back to England. <laughs> God, yeah, yeah. Well, to be fair, I once got a, um, a ferry from Hull to uh, to Rotterdam. Um, so I think. Jared Bowen's uh, old Hull house is probably hosting a party right now if they all got on the, the party ferry over oh coming back. Um, but yeah, it was, it was great for them to win that. And uh, But yeah, it does have a knock-on effect on the Premier League and, you know, Leeds, we always say it every year, if you're down there, you want to you want to play teams that have nothing to play for and West Ham's focus is now 110% on Fiorentina um, in the Conference League final. Whereas... Um, you know, Leeds is all about you know getting a point, getting three points um, against against West Ham because they've they got one last week against Newcastle that'll give them huge confidence. Um, and I said before, you know, that I can't see Everton not I can't see Everton going down because I think they'll get enough. But if if anyone's gonna catch them, it's gonna be Leeds because Leeds have got um, West Ham and then and then they got uh, Spurs. So if they can put it all on that last day and make Everton win at home and and make them make them win to stay in the league, then, you know, that's all you can ask for, really. Yeah, two draws in the last five games for Leeds. Big Sam's gone in there. I think this will be his third match, but he's still yet to get a win. Obviously, they lost at Manchester City. They drew with Newcastle. And now they've got this game against West Ham. 
as far as Big Sam is concerned, 2-2 might have been a good result for Leeds against Newcastle, but contextually, it's not really good enough. I mean, on paper, you drew 2-2 with a Newcastle team who are going to finish in the Champions League, we think. So it's a good result for a team in the bottom three, but they need three points, not one point. So if they win here, the pressure's back on Everton and on the Leicester side who have to go to Newcastle on Monday, Joel. So... I mean, it is win or bust at this point, you feel, for Leeds, even though they're only a point or so outside of the, away from safety. You would think that, but again, it's not a given that Everton are even going to get anything from their game as well. I do think it will come down to the final day, but if they are to go down, I think Sam and Leeds players will be kicking themselves that they didn't get a result out of that Newcastle game, especially when Patrick Bamford you know, missed that penalty early on. And then I think Bamford had a really good chance on the line against Leicester not long ago, which he completely missed. These are the moments that you look back on and think if that would have gone in, you know, these massive chances that have fallen to one of our key strikers, then things would have been different. And I know Big Sam will be eyeing up that massive bonus that he's potentially going to get if he does stay up, which will be one of the main motivations for him. Um, But I do think it is between those two, to be honest. I think... Whoever blinks first and whoever crumbles in the next game week is going to be tough. But I mean, if both, even if Leeds get, it's like you say, even if Leeds get a point, it could come down to goal difference because Leeds are on minus twenty five, Everton are on minus twenty four. That could potentially. Big Sam could keep Leeds up without winning a game. He could draw (laughs) the next two games, and Everton could lose the next two, and Leicester could lose the next two, and they're safe without him winning a single match. Literally, if if Everton, let's say in this scenario, Everton lose two nil in the next game, puts them on minus twenty six goal difference, and they both lose on the final day. Leeds are up without even winning a game, <laughs> which is pretty remarkable. It would be quite poetic stuff from Allardyce and a quite easy money way to uh, to get your, your bank balance up, I would say. Just finally then, Marley, Leeds will obviously be gutted if they get relegated 16 years away. You actually used to work at the club before you came and joined us at Football Social Daily, so you kind of know a little bit more what it means to the people of Leeds have you got a gauge of how anxious and nervous everyone is? Um, I mean, not not sort of firsthand, but you, you thinking back to the atmospheres and the times there. You know when when it was um, you know when I was there, they, they weren't a, weren't a very good team. It was it was League One and Championship they were in, and uh, it wasn't uh, sorry, it wasn't even Championship. It was just League One, um, and it was struggling around. Um, no, it wasn't. It was championship. It was like lower. It was the Jermaine Beckford days. No, it was. It was after that. I mean, there was players up front uh, like um, Sullivan, Dukara, and exactly. I can tell by look on your face, like who the hell is that? You know, um, <laughs> I shot not go through my archive of players. Yeah, and nothing was ticking. Michael Tong, um, Michael Brown was there for a little bit. Um, he used to play for Man City and Sheffield United. No one really. You know, it's obviously not Leeds now, and, and then Bielsa came in a couple of years later and, and set them on the way. But but when when the atmosphere was right at, at Leeds, you know, start of the season, particularly uh, big cup games, it was it was massive, and and that's what will that's what could 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 help save them because Everton and Leeds have such big big passionate fan bases that 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 could take them over the line. I feel like Leic- Leicester's isn't as raucous. Whereas the other twos are. So I think they've got more of a chance of, of staying in. Okay, well, that is it for Friday Fast 3. Those are the three games we've picked out. But there are some other 
Premier League games that are worth mentioning. I've already touched upon very briefly that Manchester United are away at Bournemouth and their away record has been absolutely horrendous. Liverpool, meanwhile, are at home to Aston Villa. That's not an easy game for Jurgen Klopp's side, but both sides will be looking to kind of chase down Newcastle and secure that fourth spot in the Premier League. Uh, That game between Bournemouth and Manchester United is at three o'clock, as is Liverpool-Villa, so too Fulham-Crystal Palace. And Nottingham Forest versus Arsenal is the evening kickoff on Saturday. If Arsenal fail to beat Forest, Manchester City win the title. Kicking off the Premier League weekend is Tottenham against Brentford. And moving into Sunday, Brighton play Southampton at two o'clock. And then on Monday, as we've already said, it's Newcastle United versus Leicester. So this is how the Premier League table looks. At the bottom, Southampton already relegated six points away from Leicester, who was second bottom and with 22 defeats in the league this season, more than any other side apart from already relegated Saints. Leeds are 18th on 31 points. Everton just above the dotted line by a point. Nottingham Forest two points better off than them. So they look in a decent position to survive at the moment. It is really between Everton, Leeds and Leicester, you'd think, for who's going to go down to the championship. At the top, City can win the title if they beat Chelsea or if Arsenal, who are second place and four points back, lose to Nottingham Forest. Newcastle are now two, uh, three points clear of uh, Manchester United, but United have a game in hand. That game's against Chelsea. United are fourth, Liverpool fifth, Brighton sixth and Spurs are seventh. That is it for today's Football Social Daily. Next week, we'll be doing this heading into the final day and all games next week kick off at 4.30 on Sunday. Where does this season rank, lads? We've been doing this podcast a few years now and we've seen some pretty incredible things in the Premier League. I think this season, up to as soon as about six weeks ago, Joel, had the potential to be the best ever, the most exciting ever. I'm not sure it's quite reached the levels it could have reached, but it's still been a hell of a ride. Yeah, it was looking incredible in terms of the permutations. It felt like there'll be six teams involved in the relegation fight on the last day. And it felt like the top four had, you know, three teams on the last day and the Arsenal would take City all the way to the last day. But unfortunately, it's not panned out that way. But let's not forget, I mean, it's been a pretty long season when you look at the World Cup and the fact that there was a huge break and then Arsenal completely bottled. Oh, sorry, should I say the um, <laughs> it was difficult for them to keep up with City. And yeah, there's been there's been a lot. I mean, obviously, I think the season will be tailed off with if City can actually do the treble or not. I think that'll be the almost big caveat to how this season's going to go. Um, but as long as we get a bit of a dramatic last day relegation scrap where they're going from ground to ground and, oh, it looks like there's a goal at the Goodison Park. As long as we get something like that, I'm happy. And also as long as Manchester United can convincingly get into the top four because... I don't want Marley playing Champions League music while I've got to look at Bucharest flights for a Romania trip. (laughs) Seems like a good way to finish today's podcast. Joel's going into the weekend shaking his head. Marley's going into the weekend bouncing. And that is it for another week of episodes of Football Social Daily. We will be back on Monday. You can listen to our interview with Danny Simpson that we did earlier this week by scrolling back in the timeline. Well worth a listen if you are a Leicester fan. Maybe if you're driving up to Newcastle, on Monday lunchtime. Stick that on, Football Social Daily. That's it from us today. We'll catch you next week. See you then. Football Social Daily is a voice work sport production for the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino's home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.